Hello everyone, how's, how's everyone going? So today is a very special day. So today we have a very special guest in our podcast. Uh, today we have Thought Sergeant uh, Rodney Nance. Uh, Thought Sergeant Nance, he was born in Pensacola, Florida. He was raised in a small town called Brenton in Alabama. Um, so now we're gonna go through his uh, story and then he enlisted in the active duty uh, back in 2013 as uh, information technology specialist. Uh, that was in, back in 2013. So today he's actually stationed in Anaheim, California. He works for the active duty recruiting team in, in Anaheim, California. California. So they're not for to do, so we're going to say hi to Top Sergeant Rodney Dance. Hey, hey, how's it going, man? Up, sir. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, first of all, thank you. A big privilege. Like I was talking to you, having you in the podcast. Um, I know that I was focusing the podcast in Spanish, but now we're going to start transitioning in English and opening to all the leaders in the army. How's everything? Pretty good. I can't complain. Um, out here enjoying this Cali weather right now. So Yeah, so I bet like it is super like chill and I think it's warm right there, right? Yeah, it's well. Right now it's about uh 52 outside, but for the most part, yeah, it's been warm. Yeah, so right now here I'm in Virginia, it's 44 degrees, and it is crazy because Virginia weather can go up and down like out of nowhere. <laughs> so we were like the other day 20, and then now we're like 60s, and it goes up and down. But it's great, man, to see you. Yeah, you too, sir. You too. So, so a little bit for for our story, uh, Nance and I we met back in Hawaii. We're gonna get to there uh, throughout the story, uh, which is great. And I like how soldiers keep doing great things in the army. And I want to show everyone like where you came from, how you enlisted, where you at right now, so you can you can actually talk to the audience that can listen to this podcast. So. Let's start from the beginning. So talk to us, like, who is uh, Tassan Nance? Let's go. Okay. So I'm just a small town kid. Um, like you said, I'm from Bruton, Alabama. Um, I was born in, well, I was born in Pensacola, raised in Alabama. Um, all through school, like, I thought that I wanted to do one thing, and that was being a veterinarian. Okay. Um, got to high school and realized, like, yo, it's going to be a lot more a lot more than what I thought. Like you need money to go to college, uh -huh. scholarships or whatever it may be. Um, and you got to really plan it out. And I had no plan. So, so, so back then in Alabama, when you were growing up, like what was driving you to be a veterinarian? Like you actually like, uh, you know, like pets and everything? Or what was the yeah. drive in that moment? Nope, it was uh, mainly just like the animals that I had dogs cats whatever it may be uh -huh. um, and what was it i met this guy um he's like my mentor now um okay. really good guy that was a he was a navy a navy first sergeant okay. or whatever him in the uh navy like a master chief or whatever um he actually guided me he had horses so like it was like either doing veterinarian or like I've seen how he was in the military as well. So, so you got you got a little bit of influence from somebody that was in the system already, and that made you actually gear uh, towards the the army or the armed forces. So you mentioned something that you were trying to look for like to be a veterinarian, but then you hit a wall saying like, "Hey, if I want to do this, then I have to pay, and therefore maybe I don't have the money." 
So talk to us about that transition um, when you find find that out and then like when you start researching about the army, et cetera. Yeah. So um, what was it? I want to say it was like 12th grade year, 11th grade year. Um, no, yeah, 12th grade. Um, I didn't do any applications for college, nothing. Um, I didn't really pay attention to school during that time, I guess. Wow. Okay. Um, about the applications and how to start with the enrollment for college and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was stuck. Like, I was close to graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that this guy was in the Navy um, and that he was doing well for himself. Um, I think what really drove me was that. And then we had recruiters come into our school. Okay. Okay. Uh, it was Marine recruiters, actually. That came <laughs> okay. Never seen an Army recruiter at the school, but uh, it, was, it was a Marine recruiter. Yeah, they came in and was talking to us about all the great benefits. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what piqued my interest into doing research. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so in that moment, so you're like, hey, you saw the Marines. I think they, they used, like, the recruiting tactics. They went with a uniform, like, super, like... Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you have to you have to serve your, the country because talk, we're talking about 2012 at that time right yep. so when the war was like heated like in uh, that time the war was going on at it um yep. I, i think that not a lot of people was thinking to join the, the armed forces so um some people will see it as uh, as an honor and i think the what you're talking right now is like hey i'm the marine i have all these ribbons and uniform and, and that drove your interest in. 100%. That's exactly what it was. He came in, he talked to us, and it just, he made it seem like it was a great time. <laughs> yes. Um, yep. Go ahead. Yeah, I remember uh, our quarterback, uh, I played football, but our quarterback, he uh, he said something off like crazy. He asked him if he had ever, um, if he ever hurt anyone or like, you know, um done something crazy and the dude looked at him and he was like i will throat punch you if you ever ask me anything like that again wow so, I be like that dude when i grew up you know <laughs> <laughs> that's insane and then like so seeing those type of experiences in high school it it is like you mentioned now for people that are listening right now so science he works in the recruiting station and in, in anaheim right so that's what you do right now Or i work in I live in Anaheim. I work in Moreno Valley. It's over in uh, Riverside. Okay, but but now you mentioned that you did not see any army recruiters, and and then you saw the Marines. But however, so what drive you to actually select the army over Marines? So looking into your uh, research and etc. Um, I realized that the opportunities, you know, like picking your own job, stuff like that, that was around back then. Um, I got to pick the job that I wanted. Um, there was also like duty station of choice, um, a couple of other jobs. And I want to say I went and did my, I went and talked to every recruiter. So I went to mm-hmm. the Air Force, talked to them. They were like, yeah, it'll be a year before we can get you out of here. I was trying to leave ASAP. Mm-hmm. Uh, went and talked to the Navy. Uh, they said six months. Um, the Marines, I went and talked to them and I was like, oh yeah, I'm a, I want to do this, but the it just seemed off. So he told me, what was it? He said that there was a, like, I didn't get to pick my job. I had already talked to the Army, and they told me that I could pick my job. But he, he told me that um, oh, okay. it was based off of, like, a selection or 
you had to do well on the ASVAB and then uh, where you fell on the where you fell on the chart pretty on the much. RML on the RML for the job I believe yeah so so, so it was a pretty convoluted uh, situation that you're like okay uh, if I go Marines I have to do all this versus in the army um, they, they they let me select the job right away so that's basically what drove you to actually do it go to the army yep. at that moment 100% yeah so yeah, because like it is, it's good that you mentioned that you you did your due diligence and actually went and asked all the recruiters. You didn't, although the Marines were in their high school, right? Um, you didn't go straight to the high, to the Marines. No offense to the Marines, we're talking about what science, right? Um, and then one and went and selected the the army. So once you started to talk to the army recruiters, uh, at what time was that? It was like a like a your senior year. Well, after yeah. senior year, and then like, how was the ASBAP process in that moment? Uh, just talk to us about that situation and and talk to your side of the version. Okay, so um, the process was pretty simple. Um, went and talked to a recruiter. I want to say my grandma took me to the recruiting station. Um, he had me take a practice test. Uh, I want to say like I couldn't pass. I couldn't get the fifty on the practice test. Like I was trying. Kept trying to get the 50, couldn't get it. Um, so he was like, you know, we'll just send you down to MEPS. Mm -hmm. uh, they sent me down to MEPS. I ended up passing, um, came back, and he pretty much was like, here are your jobs. I already knew which job I wanted. I wanted to go infantry. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> infantry to IT, but I had my grandma with me, which is funny, because um, she was in the military as well, and she was like, oh. no, nah, you're not doing that. Um, you're gonna pick this job. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so, it is funny. So, so you you were committed to actually just do the 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 infantry. Yep. What, why? What was that? Why is that? I have no idea. I think it's like something that every great young man or woman <laughs> wants to do. You know, like just. <laughs> Go out and be infantry. Like that's all we see in the movies. Is oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting it. That, that that I think that's what I was getting at. Like I think the influence of yep. like uh, the media and the movies, and I just want to be a badass like Rambo. Right. That's it. And then like my, I want to say my recruiter was infantry as well. Okay. So, like, he was hyping it up big time. He was very biased to tell you like, I'm not gonna say anything, but. You should go infantry. One hundred percent. But then your old grandma is like, no, like, no, nah, you're not doing that. And she was like a, I want to say she was like a ninety-two whiskey, uh, okay. like the water, water ducks. Yeah, water ducks. So she, was, I was just like, all right, I love her. Nah. She sent me, and she talked to him, uh -huh. came back, and he was like, I got this job for you right here. <laughs> Showed me the little video and I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so now the question is, will you regret that decision at this point? Like, talking now, not one bit, not one bit. So, <laughs> okay, no, no hate to my infantry people, but like, yeah, the army has been very good to me, like, with the duty locations that I've been at, the places I've gotten to go. So, not one bit. Yeah, so so this is something I speak in my podcast, um, mostly in Spanish, but now I'm I'm, I'm gonna say it here. So, 
the army is not only like infantry. Like the army, people had the tendency that thinks that the army just infantry and that's it. Um, there's a plethora of jobs in the army that you can select. Sometimes, like again, people get influenced influenced by the media and what they see in the movie, etc. But when you start getting into it, and you can get this farther when we start coming, uh, continuing the interview. Um, there's plenty of jobs. This is just a big organization. Like you have communications, you have logistics, you have the infantry dudes, right? You have, you name it, MI, military intelligence, right? <laughs> so, so it's funny that you mentioned that. So, okay, so your grandma said, like, hell no, that you're not going to to be infantry not dude. No. <laughs> so. <Not it. laughs> okay, so you took the ASVAB, and then what? What happened afterwards? Um, sat down with the recruiter, um, picked my job, which was IT, um, and he sent me down to MEPS. I did everything with MEPS, uh, the physical, everything. Um, I want to say I fizz, came back. Um, I had got into some trouble at home, mm. um, driving without a driver's license at the time. And okay. that kind of, that delayed my process because I had to go to court and pay off the uh, ticket or whatever. Okay. But, um, came back to the recruiting station after all of that was taken care of, mm-hmm. and he got me the same job, twenty five Bravo. So, yeah, um, the twenty five Bravo. Yeah, after that, I was ready to go. So, can you can you explain like what a twenty five Bravo is for the people yes. that don't listen now? Yes, yeah, uh, IT information technology specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much all we do is work on computers, um, printers like satellites i was working with um what we call uh in a sasmo shop mm-hmm. so we worked on like the small gator balls and stuff like that um which pretty much helped get uh internet connection to the computers um what else yeah anything with technology we work on and fix and- so i could, i think the, the following question do you need do you need to be a technology savvy to actually do this I did not know anything about computers, like uh, nothing about computers, nothing about working on the network, none of that. Um, I went to my AIT, which is Advanced Individual Training. Mm -hmm. It's like a school. It was five months and yeah, it was like uh, five, almost six months. Mm -hmm. I did that and they taught me everything that I needed to know. Yeah. Okay, so, and then now you mentioned that, so we just stopped in your ASVAB, so you took the ASVAB, 25 Bravo, you had some situations back home, uh, fixed those situations uh, with the driver license, etc. cetera. Uh, no issues through maps, I'm assuming, right? So then raise your hand, right hand, and then, then what? So what? what's next after you raise your right hand, I think you're going through basic. So talk to us about basic and, and that change from being a high schooler going through basic now? 100%. So um, went to MEPS uh, for the second time. You do it again and like do the whole process that you did uh, the first time so, or the enlistment process again. Um, I did that. Um, and then they shipped us off by bus to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, got there at like 12 o'clock at night and it was freezing cold. It was December when December 29th that I got there, December 30th, mm-hmm. um, got off the bus and they had us waiting there. <laughs> um, and everyone was, I think everyone 
can agree on or agree with me when they were like, yeah, like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> the one thing that was going through my head, like, did I make the right decision? Um, and yeah, it was pretty, a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, went to, we ended up doing the, what's called reception. Okay. Um, which is where you get like, all do all the paperwork, get all your clothing, mm-hmm. uniforms, all of that stuff. Um, did that. Uh, I think that lasted like a week. And then January 7th was like when I was actually starting basic training. Basic you know? training. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then like any, any uh, being afraid to the drill sergeants, like the unexpected, like uh, you saw those hats <laughs> going around, like screaming at people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so talk about that like, experience. It's like choking. It's like shock experience. Like, oh my God, what the? Mm. <laughs> it was a huge, huge change of pace from there. Um, we were on the bus going to basic training. We got on the bus. Uh, this drill sergeant with this big round brown hat cops on the bus and he's like I want everyone to put their face in the bag and don't breathe don't let me see you looking at me and I think that's like the moment when like my heart dropped like oh it's over with like this is where I messed up and that was that was January 7th like reception it seemed like it was a breeze like it wasn't that much like oh do push-ups or you know, they weren't talking crazy or nothing. It seemed like it was going to be a good time. And then this this dude gets on and he, you know, shout, shout out to the drill sergeants. They have like, they have a role to play, you know, and it's a very vital role. Yeah. So, yeah. I was just like, man, I done messed up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we as a leaders, uh, we understand there's the, the drill sergeant jobs now, right? So we understand what they're, they're doing. But when you're like a simple private that you don't know anything and your head is running like like a hundred miles per hour, you're like, I don't know. There we go. Going on. <laughs> the wheels were most definitely spinning out there. Like I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. I mean, but but now looking back, will you regret that situation, that moment? Not at all, man. Basic was probably like I put basic, I have so many memories. I've been in 10 years and I still can remember like almost, I remember Drill Sergeant uh, McFarland. Um, I remember some of my battle buddies that like I went to basic with like Kimbro and um, who else was it? Kimbro, there was, dang, I said I remember and now I can't even call them off, but I most definitely like yeah, yeah. can see faces in my head right now. Yeah. So and now, like, okay. So basic is a holistic experience, right? For anyone that is, they'll go and and, and again, like, it, it is part of the indo- indoctrination process, right? So we we need to well, the army has to teach the the new recruiters or recruiting uh, soldiers uh, that the prop uh, at that point now the warriors um, to actually how to um, conduct business, you know, like. Uh, uniform, marching, drills, uh, shooting, you know, so that's what they're doing. It's a lot of doing it right now, right? Yep. So um, a lot of teamwork because mm-hmm. coming straight in, you're like a, you're an individual, right? Tell people this all the time. Coming in, you're, you're you, you're yourself. Um, the drill sergeant's job is to 
break you down and build you up as a soldier at the end of the day. Um, they want you to work as a team. Yep. So that's why you have like all of the confidence courses. They're going to have you do like everything with your battle buddy, right? That's what they call it, or the warrior companion. Yeah. So. Yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a, a photo on the screen. I think this is your photo from Basic. I was talking about this uh, photo here on the screen. Yeah, that's me. Uh, we were at the rank, or we were learning how to like shoot, move, and communicate. They call it, I guess. Um, if I'm correct, I yeah, we were just knocking down targets, getting used to the weapon at that time. So <laughs> yeah, and then like uh, although I mentioned that the army has a plethora of jobs in this case. You signed in as an IT specialist or information technologies. Um, we all have to learn how to shoot, move, and communicate. We have to learn how about teamwork. We have to learn about drills. We have to learn how to, right? You know, I'm correct with my 100%. Yeah, um, you need to learn all of that stuff because the basic guideline of being a soldier is going to be always be like infantry. You don't want to be the one like, of course, you're not running out for like action or anything, but you don't want to be the one not knowing what to do in case something happens, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, like, um, we will support, like, for example, I'm a logistics officer. Um, I'm supporting the, the fight and you and your role, uh, when you're on the fight, you are doing communications and, and all the roles to, to continue the fight uh, flowing. Uh, when we see the whole, uh, diagram, um, we're supporting the five forward, so that's why we have to all be synchronized at the same time and, and go forward. Um, so that's why we get taught all this as a infantry. We all infantry at the end. Um, let's move on to the AIT. So, how was that transition from being all this crazy and a drill sergeant from AIT and the shocking and the culture now to four Gordon at the time, but now four Heisen hour hour now. So talk to us like uh, that transition from basic to AIT. Man, it was a, it was a, it was a huge shock at the time because we didn't have drill sergeants then. Mm -hmm. We only had um, what was it like, instructors and the platoon sergeants then. So like, going from everything is like dress right, dress you know, to a bit more relaxed environment. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, we had like our weekends off there we were able to go out into augusta um go to like the mall after you got your uh phase five badge mm -hmm. which is you doing like a small board or whatever it was at the time um and stuff like that so 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 um, what, what was your regular uh duties uh, like a regular day like you wake up pt and then just go wake up pt and then go to class um we did like networking class uh, we did like an introduction to IT. Um, they taught us how to make, uh, what is it, IP addresses and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was, um, that was pretty much the basic. Uh, wake up, do PT, go grab or go shower, grab breakfast, go to class, um, then go to lunch. After lunch, you go back to class for um, until 16 or four o'clock, five o'clock. And then after that, you would go to chow, go get dinner. Okay. So, so everything was like very programmed. So you have your schedule like program for you, um, like you mentioned, right? Um, throughout AIT. Uh, but now at that time you went, uh, there was no dress audience. Now 
the army came back with so today's date, the army has their sergeants back in AIT, right? Yep, they're they're back there. And they, yeah, my brother is uh, currently a drill sergeant there. Um, and then I have a couple of friends that are there uh, doing the drill at AIT as well. And AIT, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, we have a friend in common, Stop Sign Lopez. If she sees this, like, I say hi to her. I just met her, like, I met with her, like, yesterday because uh, Stephanie's my wife cousin, was graduating from AIT. And, and uh, it's funny that this is a small army. Like, you know, we all get interconnected, like, at one point, right? 100%. Super small army. Super small. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I want to show you a picture on here on the screen real quick. Uh, just talk to us. I think it's this one. So talk about okay. this. Um, this was AIT graduation. Um, the the man to my right there, that's uh, that's my mentor, Pee Wee. Um, okay. That got me interested in the military. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yep, he came out to my AIT graduation. Nice, nice. So yeah, he is the the person who actually was uh, the one you mentioned uh, earlier, right? So he was like actually giving you the, all the insights as a mentor. Yep, yep, one hundred percent. Now, will what what would you be? What advice you would give to people or to soldiers if they're looking at the soldier on the system about mentorship? What what mm -hmm. advice you would give? 100% um, reach out and find a mentor, someone that can help you out with um, like just advice about life or uh, career wise, career progression, um, someone that's going to help motivate you, you know, um, that's something that we all need. So like someone that doesn't mind if you call them, mm -hmm. uh, if it's like one, two, three in the morning, uh, just to get that advice. Those are things like you you want to find you a mentor. Um, you can move it. You can rank in the army and move up in the army. Um, but with a mentor, someone that's already been the, down those, been that route that you're going down, like so many others, um, it's one hundred percent gonna help you uh, just sail through. So yeah. So so I keep I keep harping on that that um so. This career, the army, is not for everyone. Uh, we we have to say that not everyone is meant to be in the army. Some people get something out of the army, like nothing wrong yeah. with that, right? So they'll sign in, they they'll get what they need, and they they'll get out, right? So yeah. and nothing wrong with that. They they'll do the three years contract, okay, man. But now, if you want to do this as a career, this is a you need to build those, those networking. That's what uh, some Nance was saying. Uh, have that person that can actually guide you through stuff because sometimes we are missing like we're just looking like like just like into yeah, one lane vision. a tunnel yeah. vision but then people outside can actually say like hey there's more outside that you can actually do and, and experience about the army yep so yeah so now AIT graduated now you're AI, uh, IT specialist qualified qualified by the army now okay so this is the other thing so i will always advise to somebody and this is you can say this as a recruiter that if you're looking at a job in the army is particularly to find sometime something that trans uh, translate to a civilian right yeah can, can yeah. you actually speak about that and and i know because i'm saying about your it position right so that is one thing that's true um i try to talk to a lot of um applicants that we have um 
that just want to like go down the route that I was going to take, right? Go infantry, look for all the action. Um, I actually try to advise them like, yo, the army is not always going to be there. Like at, at the end of the day, when everything's said and done, there might be a reason why you get out. Um, it could be the medical issues. Um, it could be because you're just tired of it. You need something that you're going to fall back on. Um, the army can 100%, they've, they paid for like all of the search that I've been able to get, mm-hmm. uh, no money out of pocket for me. Um, so yeah, you need something that you, you can fall back on, whether that be you doing 88 Mike, which is truck driver, getting your CDL or whatever, mm-hmm. getting hazmat, stuff like that to doing it, um, 35 series, the Intel series, them getting that top secret. A lot of companies are looking for people with top secrets, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. yeah so so again nothing against infantry for those that are infantry we're not saying that don't do infantry like if you like infantry just go ahead and do it like yeah. I, I mean we are we are in a support role for the infantry that's that's what we meant to do um but what the what we're trying to say that's like always look for your what you can get out of the army because like the army gives uh, give us a structure. They give us leadership. They give us knowledge. They give us uh, experiences that coming out of high school, a lot of people don't have. Like you coming out of high school, going to college, undergrad, going to uh, to your grad, and then you applying for a job for a, a two hundred thousand uh, dollars, two hundred thousand dollars a year might not happen that quick, um, no. because I I can say that by experience. Uh, I, I'm, I've been in the army for 12 years now, and and I, I gained so much experience that I can translate. Um, but I'm I'm doing this the army because I like it, I love it. It's, I'm doing great, you know, thanks God. And then I'm I'm gonna push forward, and I'm getting that as my personal experience. But I just want to make that note because IT can translate very like translate to the civilian sector. Yeah, 100. percent Okay, and then now you finish AIT, and then what's next? Like, okay, so AIT, and then you go to orders. You knew? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know where you were going after AIT? You have a set of stone. Uh, so my next place was Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, never been on a plane before. I was able to go to Hawaii. Oh, wow. Yep. First so time on going to Hawaii. So, so talk so. about that experience. So talk about your experience with the plane. <laughs> I was excited, like never seen myself doing, I'm a small kid from Alabama, you know, uh-huh. the army had already gave me the culture shock of meeting like different people. Like I'm from like a very, very small, small town, town, maybe 5,000, you know, Oh, wow. um, big culture shock joining. So like being able to go on a plane and go to a, a different state, like, not by car was pretty pretty big to me like i was how old was i I was 20 on my way to hawaii so yeah yeah it it is insane just because i so just to to have a content so stop sign nance and i we met in hawaii i was a brand new second lieutenant when i met uh sign nance it was my first distinction but just just you mentioned hawaii when when i was in puerto rico i'm from puerto rico uh from the island of puerto rico um, which is a you know territory from the United States, but uh, what I wanted to say is, for in my mind, when I was growing up, Hawaii for me it was like a rich people island. I thought Hawaii was for rich people only. I never been into Hawaii. 
Like, you know what I mean? I never thought I was going to go to Hawaii. <laughs> Especially as a first duty station. Like, somebody was looking out for me, you know? Yeah, that's great. It's like, that's, that's pretty awesome. So, this small kid uh, from, Alabama, from Alabama going to Hawaii. So, how was that, that culture? Again, another culture shock, right? So, talk about that once you get to Alabama, uh, I'm sorry, Hawaii. And, and what was the process going to Hawaii? It was uh, getting to Hawaii, and of course, you go through um, the in-processing there, which is, um, what's it called? I can't remember what they call the unit there, but um, you in-process there. It's like two weeks long. Um, they do all your paperwork once again. Make sure you get to your unit. You find out where you're going. I want to say like the first weekend, I was out and about. So my first weekend in Hawaii was... Um, what was the name of the, it? Was, we ended up at some place. Um, I'm a private at this place called Play Bar or something like that. Ah, Play Bar in Waikiki. Yeah, yep, down in Waikiki. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, um, never never thought that I would, you know, like I said, be there. Um, but everything after was smooth. Uh, ended up getting to my unit, you know, meeting a lot of great people um, that I was stationed with and have had the privilege to work with. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And then I have a picture here. Uh, talked about this picture. Yeah. So this was outside of the bowling alley there, um, on Schofield Barracks. Um, we got Sarn First Class King over there. We got, uh, CW2 retired, uh, green right there in the middle. Sarn Wertha in the back, uh, behind us too. Um, let's see. Estes, he got out. Our first class Garcia in the middle, right mm -hmm. there. The, I remember him. Yeah, he was. Pops. Um, he ended up retiring. Then we got Dumore right there. She's in. Uh, I want to say Texas right now, recruiting as well. Um, then my, of course, myself. Our uh, that's the old S four, um, behind Dumore, and then Captain Lee yep. in that back, uh, back left corner, and then Montague. Um, with his eyes closed. So <laughs> yeah. we had there went bowling uh, as a team. So this was when Saran Garcia or, yeah, Saran Garcia was taking over. Um, then it was Saran First Class Green. Yep. So yeah. so it's something that you mentioned before that the Army exposed you to different cultures and et cetera. In that picture only, you can see there was a different like cultures everywhere. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You can see Asian, Latinos, black people, black yeah. folks. You can see white. Like, it doesn't matter. We are all doing one mission, right? One huge melting pot. Yeah. So everyone's doing the mission, you know, getting after it. Yeah. Like, that, that's that's what it's all about. It. And it's great that you can share that, like, coming out of Alabama, coming to Hawaii, and then, like, continuing uh, throughout uh but yeah man so so hawaii in that time it was the 25th stv it was stv i can remember right now they re no 45th sustainment brigade 45th and then repatched to 25th uh id or sustainment brigade in that moment we're, we're part of this history when that happened yep. now so you were in hawaii no not only they took you from alabama to hawaii so after hawaii What's next? So you went to into the Middle East. Middle East. So talk about that. Um. Yeah. So I went to Kuwait, and once again, I thought it was gonna be like the movies, you know. 
thought I was going to go over there and get blown up and all of this and that. And the whole time we were on Beering, uh, <laughs> it's when they tell you that like, um, it's like a hairdryer blowing in your face. Like nobody is lying about that. Like we got off the, we got off the plane and it was like instant heat. And like, it's like, like 120, like blowing with the wind. Crazy. And I was like, man, this is not it. This place is hot. Um, we got there and I want to say like maybe a week, a week of being there, the temperature dropped. So me being from Alabama and not doing my research, right? I was like, oh, we're going to a desert. It's going to be hot there. Like, it's no need for me to bring so, long yeah. winter PTs. <laughs> you know what? I After the temperature dropped, it dropped to like 20 something. So I was over there for like the first two days. <laughs> yeah, I need to go get some PTs. <laughs> um, I never did yeah. that. Like, yeah, so, so the, the desert is like something unique, right? So it can go up and down, <laughs> like yeah. out of nowhere. But uh, that... Yeah, it happens a lot in, in, in during like winter time that it can go up and down and over spring yeah. that can go like 120 and then when you're in summer, like 120 and plus and then wing and then we have all that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so talk to about this photo right here. Yeah, so this was, um, what was this in? This was in like the, I want to say the theater in um, Camp Buring, the movie theater. Uh, I think we had just finished up a class. Um, yeah, and they were wanting to take pictures of people um, that were there. So they took my picture. Nice. In the, in the, in the movie theater in Hawaii. So I'm, I'm sorry, Kuwait. So the people say, <laughs> they say that Kuwait is not a deployment. How how you feel about that? Nah, it was it was a little chill, you know. <laughs> and I, went, I didn't have to worry about anything over there. So it was like. It was all right. I got to go off post with a couple of people like Sarn First Class, Alan, or um, Simone. Uh, Simone, yeah. yeah. Remember? Went off, well, yeah. Went off post a lot um, to go to AJ. So he was always bringing me along with him. Yeah, that, that, that's, uh, yeah, I, I went to Kuwait and Buring, and, and it's, a, it's a good experience, but, like, it yeah. feels like you are in uh, a post like let's say on the u.s but like in the middle of the desert with all the heat basically yeah. now now we had say we can say that we were doing our mission like we were not just chilling yeah. because i, I you mean, you work hard yeah so you work hard over there um and then most of the time it's like you have to walk to where you get to which isn't an issue like um but you do work and you walk and you walk and it's hot outside and <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You're in the Connex, pulling stuff out of the Connex at times. And yeah, it's, you do work over there. Yeah, I remember I, I, I bought a bicycle when I was in, in Buring because the walk distance, distance was like so long that you're like, okay, so I, I'll need to get in a bicycle. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I'm going to show you the, this other picture. I know you mentioned that your brother before. So talk about this picture right here. Yeah, so this is my little brother, uh, Sergeant First Class Broughton. He's a drill sergeant out at Fort Lee right now. Um, he's at 88 November. We met up in Iraq, so I got the opportunity to go up to Taji, um, help them up there for a little bit. So, yeah, he was a, I want to say he was a corporal in that picture. Okay. Um, nice. Met up 
Yeah. Up in Taji. So. So, so it's pretty good that uh, even though like so your your brother joined after you joined. I almost um, I uh, he left before I left. So um, okay, he left May or June, um, 2013, and I ended up leaving December of 2013. So we got like a eight month gap in between us, something like that. And then, so, like, any coordination prior to you guys, like, hey, I'm doing this, you're doing that, or it's like, oh, it happens? Not at all. Um, we were talking, and he was like, hey, I know you're over in uh, Kuwait right now. I'm actually going to, um, I'm going to, my daughter's in the background. No, it's, right? it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, she's funny. Um, he told me that he was going to Iraq, and I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, I'll see, see what I can do. Um, talk to Sarn uh garcia and he was like yeah let's get you over there see if you can help out about the mission in some way while you're there so he uh him and i want to say it was uh colonel Loxon, all of those guys were great then so. nice nice yeah i remember all of them and and they the great 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 soldiers and great teammates uh, i remember all of them um and now so you just came back from uh the deployment and then what's next? Like uh, your PCS right away, or you spend a little bit more time in Schofield and then PCS? Yeah, I spent a little bit more time in Schofield. Um, what was it? We got back 2016, um, came back, um, ended up meeting my now wife there. So met her. Um, we ended up getting married, and then after that, I ended up PCSing. Um, I PCS to Fort Campbell after that. Um, she had to stay in Hawaii uh, to do her time there. Um, but yeah, they ended up moving her over on a, what is it, compassionate reassignment. Okay, okay. got it. They moved her to Campbell with me. So we were at Campbell, we moved to Campbell after that. Okay, so so now you mentioned uh, a terminology out here, compassionate reassignment. So for those that does, doesn't know, for especially soldiers, so what, what is that? Um, it's pretty much like, uh, like, uh, the army recognizes your need or like you like being together, you know, they place you within so many miles of each other, uh, of y'all at a duty station, gotcha. um, within 50 miles, something like that. Um, let's say you have like a sick family member or something and you need to go home. The army will look for a place that's close by where you're trying to go. Um, and if you get approved for that, then they'll send you they'll to, do. yeah, they'll, they'll send you there, whether it be like, um, let's say your mom is sick and, or your family member, you have a family member that's sick in Riverside and needs, um, needs your support, right? Um, Riverside, California, they have a college there. Um, so if you feel fulfill a slot at, you can fulfill a slot at the college, it's like a, ROTC um, member, I, I forget the terminology or what they call them, but you can go there and like work at the ROTC or okay. they'll find yeah. there, you know. Yeah, there, there's some jobs available that Army can actually take in consideration. If you have to do a compassionate assignment in this case, um, ROTC, they they have all the other stuff. There's no regular Army, they, there's more positions and people can actually look. Uh, for more information, just contact your S1 or your HR representative if you are this kind of situation. But in your case, and we just like uh, talking about you, your wife has to apply for that because she was a dual, she was a military, so active duty military. So that's why she had to do that. Yeah. And uh, 
shout out to Sergeant Major Tucker. Um, Tucker. The time, she, yeah, she helped uh help my wife get through that process. Nice. And, um, was able to pull whatever strings that she had, um, so that my wife could move. That's 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 great to hear. Like like I said, like going back to the networking and and do your job. Uh, if you do your job and you perform well in, in this career, people is gonna look at you, like look for you. You know what I mean? So this is this is all about it. Like we're gonna take care of one each other regardless. And now, PCS, your wife uh, was able to actually move with you, move from Hawaii to Fort Campbell. Uh, Fort Campbell is in Kentucky. For those those doesn't know. Um, now I'm gonna show you a picture. This is you in Vegas with her. This one, right? Yeah, yeah. We uh went on a little vacation to Vegas. Uh yeah, it's pretty nice. So that's uh one of the seven what is it, seven mountains, I think it's called or something like that. Mm -hmm. Every time we go there, we every time we go to Vegas, we stop there. So it's a yeah. great me great memory. Bring yeah. bring back great memories uh once you get there. Basically, one hundred percent. Yep. And then, okay. So, what was your job? So, transition from from Scofield to Campbell. So, where do you, where where do you do your time in which unit in Campbell? And what was your job in Campbell on that time? So, I bounced around. I went from um one three two seven infantry. Uh, what was it? The infantry regiment, uh, battalion. Uh, I was there for a little while working at the battalion S6. Mm -hmm. And then I went to um, the 426 BSSB or BSB, which is like a brigade support battalion. battalion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. And I worked in SPO up there uh, in the SASMO. So I went from working at the S6 to working with the uh, with the SPO. With the SPO. So, Yeah, and then what what was your main role in the SASMO? Or what is SASMO for those that are wondering what SASMO is? In, you know, simple term, I know it's complex, but if you can explain. It's, um, what is it? Sustain, automate, or support automation, sustain, um, maintenance office. Okay. Like that. So it's like you pretty much just support the systems that go out to the field so that they can have a network. Uh, or internet yeah so so we have our so the army has not we but the army has their own systems uh let's take let's uh let's simulate to the uh, to the civilian now like starlink so it's similar to starlink they operate out of like satellites right like like tesla and not tesla but like uh x and all that stuff spacex the army has something similar they have their own network they work yep. out satellites in a closed network open um they have the vsat right which is the antenna uh, yeah uh the small aperture something vsat <laughs> okay. yeah <laughs> very small aperture, aperture. Yeah. yeah and then the sasmo is the, the the personnel that actually helps to maintenance that yeah. uh system so the big takeaway is like when we go out to like austerious uh environments and we don't have like access to the internet we have this closed network and we can get <laughs> say hi to baby out there <laughs> i like i like her headphones <laughs> say hi hello <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's beautiful uh, god bless her 
Um, but yeah, so the VSAT is basically to provide network, and then we can actually have internet on the on the field or outdoors environment, and that's why um, you were providing in SaaS more the time. Yep, yep. So, um, yeah, I first got there. It was a uh, the infantry battalion. So, um, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, ripping and running with those guys had really like. I can say in my career that I've been really blessed with like the leadership that I've had. Like I'll, I'll never, um, I don't have any, you know, from my personal experience, like have had bad leaders. Mm -hmm. You do see stuff like that, but I, from my personal experience have not had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it's good to hear you mentioned like, uh, uh, again, like you will, you will encounter some bad apples. Anywhere, not only yeah. the army. I'm talking about in, in the general, right? So, uh, we have a great leaders. And in my personal experience, I had my great leaders that I can look to that person. I was like, damn, like this guy inspired me so much. Like I, I can look through him or to her, uh, to whatever case may be, and, and I can replicate what they're doing. Uh, in the other yep. hand, on the other spectrum, I have some leaders that you could look at them and you're like, do like. I don't know. Gotta like, get it can, together, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get it together. So, yeah. Um, went out there uh, with the one three two seven. I went to JRTC with them. Um, they were spinning up to deploy. They were going to Syria mm -hmm. and a couple more places. But my wife was pregnant at the time. Okay. Um, and my like I said, one of my sergeant first class at the time. Um, he was like, Hey, I know that you're about to have a kid. Um, you have this opportunity to go on this deployment or we can switch you over battalions. And yeah. I was like, well, you know, I want to go on the deployment, but I also want to be on, yeah. be there for the birth of my child. Yeah. Um, he talked to me, um, and he gave me his advice about, um, how I should most definitely be there for the first, you know, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's yeah. pretty. That's great to hear. Uh, I I'm, I'm glad I'm hearing this, that they yeah. actually allow you to actually you know have your firstborn, which is a very important uh, in your you know personal life. Um, yep. I don't have a kid myself. I'm looking forward to, but it's it's great to hear that those stories and that you can share this in a public forum that you had leaders like that. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, pretty great leaders all throughout um, that I've encountered, at least. Um, not saying that there aren't bad apples, like you said, but from my experience, like him allowing me to like, yo, we you we have this appointment coming up. We would like you to go. We don't need you to go like we can move you over. That way, you know, you can have that time with your family. Um, that opened my eyes to like, man, it's like really, really great people out here. That's great. That's great. And then um, I'm going to show you this picture here. So yeah. let's talk about this. This is uh, our, de not deployment. I'm crazy. This is uh, our rotation to JRTC. JRTC. Uh -huh. so, um, this was 2018. Um, this was a gang right here. Uh, a lot of cool cats here. Um, I see our LT over there. She uh, got out the army and she started her own her own little business and company that she's running, I believe out of Alabama. Okay. The person behind her was one of my, one of my soldiers, uh, 
Tyree McLean. He's up in uh, D.C. right now doing his thing uh, with the White House, I believe. Still. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot of great people in this picture. Um, Jacob's down at the bottom kneeling. I'm not sure where he is now. Kind of lost touch with him. Uh, Blocksburg beside LT. Um, where is he? I want to say he got out the army, um, but he just came back from Korea and got out. Um, then Amick, Bashir. I know Bashir in the middle. He uh, he went and did ranger school. Raps. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I think he's in a... He's with Rain, the Rangers now. So. Red Ram, uh, Resh with Regiment. Yeah, he's with Regiment right now, I think, mm -hmm. doing this. Um, cool. The two females kneeling at the bottom. Um, one is at Knox. Uh, she just got picked up for um, Warren Officer. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's a huge step as well in the career. Um, and then everyone else is moving along, you know, NCOs now. Yeah. Um, the thing. So, um, and then yeah, that's that's crazy. That, that that's good that you can and then you keep. Do you keep in touch with them? Like, do you have them on social media? Yeah, I have them on social media. I try to keep in touch with them. You know, uh, reach out to them. I I really try to reach out to anybody that I meet, um, in my army career. You know, because I like you said, it's the the military is about making those connections and networking. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. Awesome. Might be my boss, you know. You know, I see, <laughs> might see you around again, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so like I said, like we were joking about this. Like, I'm, I'm promoting. Uh, thanks God, like uh, next, next year I'll be pinning if everything goes well. Uh, and I was like, hey, find us. Maybe we will be like, uh, you know, working back to there. I'll, I'll be excelled somewhere. Which we will talk about this, like Mayor Toomey, with Mayor Toomey, that's next in the couple pictures, that he was a captain in Hawaii, and then now he was your boss in in one on one, right? So, we'll we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but it's great. Now I have a, another picture to show you. I think this one. Just talk to about this one. Yeah. So this was a uh, we went up to support the National Guard with their um, what did they call it? Like their annual training. Mm -hmm. uh, went up to Minnesota to what was it the infantry um it was one of the infantry brigades out there that we were supporting um they were giving us like downtime to like go and do like Black Hawk rides and uh C-130 rides and stuff like that whatever it may have been um yeah it was pretty cool um this was one of the pictures that I had got after we got done uh on the helicopters. Nice. And the helicopters like uh going out like look at you, like this this little kid from Alabama that never flew in a airplane now just getting rights in helicopters. No, right. Like I've been in a few now and it's like, dang, this is crazy. So <laughs> I have another picture here. You can you can speak to us about it. Okay. Yeah, this is uh my SASMO team here. So um you got Cleves, Incha, who's a... Uh, the one in the back, the very back, he's uh in school right now, finishing up. Uh, he's about to become a lieutenant. Okay. Um, okay. Nice. So you got um, let's see, Middleton, Robles, Taylor. She got out of the military. Um, Broadnax, he's in Hawaii right now. Uh, Stevens is kneeling down with the box in his hand, the two boxes. Uh, oh. He's in Italy right now. Oh, that's his life in Italy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Santos. Nice. So, That's yeah. pretty, pretty nice, man. Like, 
again, we can see throughout your career that you've been like keeping up with people and you know where they at. Um, you know, it, it is amazing that how the army, you know, we can create all these connections. It doesn't matter, like like you've been mentioned and people are, are being getting out of the army. Nothing wrong with that. Like, okay, yeah, so nothing at all. One hundred percent. Um Taylor, uh, she was one of my soldiers. She's doing her thing now. Um, she's in Memphis living life. Um, who else got out of the army? Um, yeah, I can't remember who else. Uh Estes from Hawaii, he got out. He works up in uh Sacramento right now, I believe. Okay. Um, doing IT there. Like he he's pulling in money doing the job that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it's like something with cybersecurity. So Okay. And again, just goes back to my to one of my comments that he was translating all the experience and gain from the army and then put it in work on the civilian, right? So that's you can you can do that, right? Two two contracts. He went to Hawaii and then to Fort Drum, New York, and he got out and now he's he's doing his thing. So nice. And then okay, so we're gonna transition to a deployment to Cuba. Wow, like okay. this talk about that. Like, okay. It is a few people I know in the army throughout my whole career. They've been in Cuba. Yeah. Talk about that. Like that's the, I want to hear that. So, um, it was my team, uh, or not team, but my, uh, battalion after they moved me, I went to, um, while they were on deployment, I went to Minnesota, did that. They ended up coming back from, uh, that deployment around, like November, no November, October time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Sergeant Major at the time was Sergeant Major Primus. Um, he came up to me during PT one time and he was like, hey, Sergeant Nance, have you ever been to an island before? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, I was in Hawaii. Yeah, you can have some, baby. I was like, yeah, I was in Hawaii. You want me to open them? He grab a bowl. Um, I told him I was in Hawaii and he was like, oh, well, that's good. You have experience with the island. With the island life, um, you're about to go to Cuba next year. Wow. So that's December. And I'm like thinking like, oh, okay, next year, like I got some time. Um, what I didn't understand was that he was talking about like January of next year. So <laughs> um I left to go to Cuba January 31st, I believe. Um, spent nine months over there and it was an absolute blast. Um, wow. Work or the, the the type of deployment that it is, it's called like a YS tasking. Okay, YS tasking. Okay. Yeah, they uh they send you it's a world, what is it, worldwide individual augmentee system or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they pretty much pick one person from the unit, like from Force Com or whatever, uh, to go on these types of missions. And right. luckily I was selected, I guess. Yeah, so so it is it is great that you got selected. That like I like I mentioned, I did not know too many people that got selected for Cuba, and it was for me kind of unique in your career that uh, yep. you got selected to Cuba. Um, and then what did you do? In it was in Guantanamo, right? Yeah, it was in uh, Guantanamo. Um, I worked with the commission's liaison's uh-huh. office. Okay, can you get mommy to find it for you? Thank you. Yeah. Go tap her. Say, can you please? Um, I went there and I was working with uh, the commission's liaison office. So that's pretty much, uh, I was a liaison um, between the 
what is it like the prosecution team that were overseeing like the 9-11 cases um I had my own individual role and it was like a small team of like maybe six or seven of us okay um and then there were some more down um down the hill that were a part of us as well like another three or four um yeah we all had our individual roles so nice that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome for me to hear that you had that great experience um now i think i have a picture of kuva at this point at this point yeah so that was uh that was me after the covid mission um popped off uh they gave me a jsam for that uh overseeing like people that were coming over to the island um them just having to quarantine making sure that they were getting like the supplies that they needed the food that they needed and stuff like that i was one of the the ncos that was helping out with that so that that's that's pretty legit um and i think i have another picture here in Cuba as well with your team at this point i'll show it to you uh this one right there heck yeah so um it's a couple of people here that like i still talk to to this day like i see um Sergeant Major Shepard, uh, huge, huge uh, influence on my career. I was thinking about getting out um, after I got back from Cuba. Uh-huh. Um, 100% like good dude. Uh, he's out here in California right now as well. Um, I see him all or we've had the opportunity to link up uh, a couple of times um, since I've been here. Um, yeah, he invited me to come do some fun stuff uh, with his unit uh, coming up this February. So I'm looking forward to that. I see Massar uh, Cook in the back. I see Colonel Teal, um, super, super good dude. He was a not a colonel. I'm sorry. He's a captain. He probably if he sees this, he's going to kill me, <laughs> the, which is like a colonel equivalent in the Navy. Okay. Um, then I see Lieutenant Colonel Shepard um, in the middle in the back. Uh, Lieutenant Commander um, Golding, I believe that is, uh, beside me, Turner. And then I see a couple other people there that like Small, Lawrence, um, Vasquez, and Alvarado. Yeah, so. in in this photo, you be mentioned all their like a uh, joint. It was like a joint assignment with yeah. with uh, with branches, basically all the branches. Yeah. yeah, so we had uh we were working with the Air Force, Marines, um, National Guard. That's who I was uh like out of that picture. I was the only one that was um active duty. Well, no, I'm I'm lying. It was me and Massar and Romo, the one in the middle. He was active duty out of uh Colorado, I believe, at the time. Oh. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But it was, I bet it was a great experience. Um, learned a lot. Uh, I spent another time in the in another island, <laughs> and we can see how how the army is moving you throughout your career, right? So from Alabama to Hawaii to Kuwait <laughs> to that, you will be all over the place. All over, like stop. Even in Kuwait, like stopping in Germany before we got there. Um, coming back, we stopped at like Malaysia, Guam, like you know, it's just taking me everywhere. It's yeah, crazy. that's pretty awesome. Uh, and then like coming back from Cuba, Cuba uh, went back to Campbell. Um, I think I have another picture with your wife now. Uh, she's in uniform. In this one, talk about this uh, photo. Yeah, so um, I my daughter had just turned one, but after I um 
what it was it. So she turned one and then the following month I ended up deploying. Um, this is me coming or actually she's still she looks still kind of small there. So this might be let me see. This is right before she turned one, I believe. So gotcha. yeah. Um no, actually she was walking here. So yeah, this was after I got back from Cuba. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, the family reunion after coming back from Cuba with your right. uh, wife and, and the kid. Um, but yeah, man. So so Campbell looks looked it was exciting for you in that moment. You know, I mean, like you have a lot of experiences going on. And I was at Campbell for like five, six years. I I absolutely loved it there. Um, and it's crazy. It's crazy because uh, one of the pictures, um, one of the people that was my boss over there. He was like, oh, you're going to like it. Like, you're going to like Campbell a lot. And he didn't disappoint. Like, he didn't lie to me. So Nice. nice. That's pretty awesome. Um, I have more pictures here. Let me show you the next one. This one. Yep. So this was uh, us going to on a um, up to Chicago to set up a vaccination site for mm. COVID. Okay. Um, we had got awarded uh, the coin from the two-star at the time. So pretty pretty cool so how was that experience like that was not even related to your uh job right it was a different job at all 100 not related to my job at all um the, when COVID was like popping off or when it was big at the time uh -huh. um, they started setting up all these vaccination sites around the world um and they needed people to fill positions for them so um my name was in the hat to go along and help out with that, help coordinate that. So. Nice, nice, yeah. So I, I assume that you got a an award for that as well for, for helping yep. the COVID situation. Yeah, um, came back with, uh, what was it? It was either the Joint Service Medal or the Humanitarian the human, Service. I think Humanitarian. I got a Humanitarian too at the moment, so I'm pretty sure you got that too. Yeah, so I got uh, the Joint Service one in Cuba for okay. helping out Okay, you got the joint service one. Cool. Yeah, I got gotcha. a over there. And, and then this is the ball uh, still at Campbell, still at this time, right? Yep, still at Campbell at that time. Uh, had a little ball and yeah, a lot of fun. We, I believe yeah. we had just got back. Um, yeah, a lot of great faces there. So I see um, a couple of Chiefs over there. Um couple of LTs, and then I see Major Toomey. In the Major Toomey, yeah. So yeah. we know all about Major Toomey. Great leader. He was one of the greats. 100%. Yeah. Like, the most down to... And I think that anybody that knows Major Toomey will be able to agree with that, mm -hmm. saying uh, how, how, good of, how good of a leader he is. Yep. Uh, he, like, really took care, really took care of me over there in uh, the one-on-one, so... Yep. Yeah, super good dude. Um, he was in Hawaii with us. Yep. Uh, he was the one that told me that I was going to like Campbell. So, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, Mayor Toomey is a great, great leader. Like, I worked with him as a captain when I was a lieutenant. And then I met with him as a mayor. He's the ex It was the EXO for the BSB at the time. Yeah. Uh, I was working in JRTC as an OC. And yep. um, it was all about you know, Mayor Toomey. Great dude, if he listened to this, like, yeah, thank you, sir, for your knowledge and for, you know, helping us out, like, in, throughout the career. Yep, 100%.
Yeah, and so. then I think last photo that I have to show you, and then before we start wrapping up, is going to be still in Campbell, I believe. Let me see. It's going to be this one. Okay, yeah. That was just uh, when uh, the general there had implemented the um, everyone's going out to the field. I forgot what the mission was, but it was one of the missions where, like, all of the units there uh, went out to the field um, for three weeks, and... It was a it was a good time with the guys. Like we did a lot of training. Um, yeah, we there we're lo loading up my boy Anaya onto a, a Blackhawk. He's a casualty. Um, mm. Or acting like he's acting. in the role of a casualty, um, and they're flying him to where their medical team was set up. Yeah, so, that's pretty yeah. awesome, man. And then uh, it's great to hear all the good experiences like uh, throughout your career uh, since the beginning, like. You want to be an infantry dude, and now you're like a full IT. Now, so so for Campbell, you got DA selected to be in Cali right now, in California. So, yep. so how was that transition? I think that's your last transition, and and what are you doing right now? This is up to now, up currently. Yeah. So, um, up until now, I've been a recruiter. I've been in the slot of a recruiter. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been eye opening. Um, a lot of kids that come in from like unfortunate situations or even some of those that aren't in those unfortunate situations mm -hmm. that are just looking to serve or looking to get away from whatever it is, you know, um, coming to the army, coming to like the different branches that are beside us. Um, and I see that every day. Um, yeah. Um, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. So, so, so I think this, ha you mentioned that it's an eye opener just because you can see, from another perspective of what the, the people are trying to get into the army, uh, like their situations, unique situations, there's some multiple situations. Uh, and then you can actually talk to them, connect with them and say like, hey, I'm gonna help you through this process and we have to help you to frame whatever your needs are at this point. Heck yeah, that's all, that's all it's about is um, helping them achieve their goals. So like I'll sit down with them, I'll walk them through like, yo, where do you want to be at? Where do you want to see yourself in two years, five years, 10 years, whatever it may be, you know? Um, are you doing this strictly for college? Are you doing it to okay. make it a career? You know what I'm saying? Um, what do you want? What do you want from the army at the end of the day? And a lot of the times you hear like, I want stability. I want to be able to provide for my family, whatever it is, mom, dad whoever it may be at the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, try to help with that. Yeah. It's a great that they, we have people, leaders like you um, on the, the spectrum. Uh, we appreciate from the other end that you're trying to, to do the best to actually get um, our recruiters, um, rec you know, people that are trying to get in the army. Because like one thing that we would do this, like this podcast is mainly for, for person or for people that are trying to look more information and Hey, uh, what's the army look like? Because I like, we've seen that some people don't have any idea that how this might look like, and then with your experience, your own experience, you can transmit that to other people. Yeah, one hundred percent. At the end of the day, if you do decide to do this, like live it by how you want to live it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's your own experience. Um, I would most definitely say don't let anyone like if this is something that you think. You want to try out like the benefits they're there 
even if you have to do some digging to find out like what certain benefits are, like what can help you progress. Um, it's always some type of benefit there that like, you're like, oh, the army has this. That's crazy. I didn't know about that. Yep. So, exactly. Yeah. So, so, and, and that's lead me to my next question. You just like advising the people that don't know anything about, doesn't know anything about the army, but any advice to the actual soldiers, uh, mo mostly to the lower enlisted soldiers that are out there in the army about their career right now? Yeah. Um, use your GI Bill um, after you get out. Um, use the tuition assistance that's provided for you while you're in as well. Um, that's four four k or four k a year. I mean, use it like it's free money. You don't want it to go down the drain. Um, let's say you get out, you have the veterans readiness and a employment that you can use in lieu of the GI Bill. Um, it's a lot of stuff, you know. Um, yeah, and contribute to your TSP as well. You wanna. Yes, baby. You wanna you wanna contribute at least ten to fifteen percent of your paycheck yeah. um, to TSP to set yourself up. Yeah, you know, investing for their future, right? So that's some some something that we don't understand sometimes. We're like, hey, I'm young. I don't I don't see myself uh, being a fifty years old anytime soon. But yeah. uh, it's a huge uh, advice to start investing in your own financial stability, right? And a hundred percent. Yep. Like, yeah. Invest in your TSP, use the use the tuition assistance and use that GI Bill and the VR or the uh veterans uh readiness and employment. Use that as well. So. Yeah, so there, there's many tools that the army provides. Uh being a veteran is a is a great for those that listening right now. Um and again, now uh, we we are um, closing out. Any other closing comments that you want to share with us before we use? Uh, and appreciate it for the time and, and I know and open the the doors to your house for us right now to share your experience. Of course. Um, no, I got nothing else. Um, it's it can it can propel you um, in life. You know the benefits. So take a look into that stuff. Hey, uh, share your phone number if they want to reach you and what type of, uh, what area you work right now. Of course, I'm in uh, Moreno Valley, California. Um, you can reach me at 951-396-6171. If you have any questions, you know, um, I don't mind answering questions. I can help you get plugged into a recruiter in your area. If you want to work with a recruiter in your area, um, I can help you out as well. Um, even if you want to go to like a different branch, I can help you plug, get plugged in with the recruiter in that area. If they're not, you know, reaching out to you. I know the air force is sometimes hard to call. So yeah. Yeah. For, for those that, uh, that are looking at this podcast, thank you. First of all, thank you for watching. You can, you have the phone number on, on the screen, uh, top sign Nance who works in California, but if you're not in California, you're somewhere in the United States and you want to uh, know who your recruiter is, you can actually reach out to him and he can point you to where or which one is your recruiter if you're looking for the army or any anything for me you can find me that's my instagram um i know it's in spanish but like uh we're trying we're transitioning now to bring more content in english that's what we're doing this again uh sign dance appreciate it man like it's a great pleasure to talk to you man like after all these years um that 
we just met in Hawaii, and now I, it is amazing how to hear your story in this end. Yeah. Yeah, it's been what nine years now. So <laughs> yeah, almost thank you for having me. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, appreciate it. I'm gonna close out. Hey guys, uh, thank you for watching. Don't forget to give me that thumbs up, like, subscribe. Uh, you can find this episode in YouTube. You can find this episode in, in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the platforms that you can actually uh find us uh now the name is nuestra gente en las fuerzas armadas translate to our people in the um for uh, armed forces thank you for everyone for watching wait for more content like this if you like it again press that like button and don't forget to follow let's go mi gente vamos allá